It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, what do you know? What is this? What is this right here? What are we doing? Is this um, is this what I think it is? Is this a live radio show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau? Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Yes, indeedy dandy do. Back in the saddle I'm again. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> Out where a friend, friend is a friend. Sing along, everybody. Back where in the saddle. I got stories to tell Back you. In the saddle again. Yeah. Riding the range once more. That's what it's felt like uh, for about Toting 10 days. My old 44. Uh, riding the range once more. Uh, I'm... Glad, glad, glad to be back, back with you. So vacation last week. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, take a few days uh, with the family. That was awesome. We went down there, put our feet in the sand and that whole thing and uh, got back. And then uh, I'll tell you, uh, yeah, I put out a post yesterday that said, you know, we had a medical issue. <laughs> And people thought that I was dying. Uh, it was not me, Annabeth. Um, Sunday, we got back uh, from vacation on Saturday, and then overnight, Saturday night into Sunday morning, she got really, really sick uh, and, and in tremendous pain. She was down on the floor. She couldn't get up. We wound up in the um, emergency room in the wee hours of Sunday morning with a kidney stone that was um, just doing a number on her. So ER and then surgery to get it removed yesterday. And uh, so that's kind of where we've all been, and that was the details on that, and glad to be back. And, and yeah, Beaver told me, he said, you know, after you put that post out, said, hey, unfortunately, can't be on the air today. You know, we got a medical issue. We'll be back tomorrow. And he said, I noticed that people thought you were dying. <laughs> Uh, so I didn't word it very well, and that's and that's my fault. Speaking of Beave, hey Beaver, how you doing? I am all right, Matt Wyatt. I'm so glad to be on the air with you and hearing your voice. Uh, your silence tells me that you think I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> that's that's typically my first thought. <laughs> Yeah, no, I. It's just good to be back. You know, I, I like taking some time off. It's necessary, but at the same time, too, I kind of I get itchy to get back into the normal routine, which is uh, being on the air here with you uh, on the show. So glad to be back. Did you have a good week last week? Yeah, it was a good one. Okay. A uh, little downtime in the middle of the day, as opposed to normal. Enjoyed that, I assume. I did. I liked that. I got. I got a lot of good reading oh, done. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. You got to tell me a little bit about the uh, material that you read last week. Hmm. I know that's what you've been waiting for. I, I've been waiting for five, six, seven days to hear this. So I got a book. I came across it random-like. I don't know why. You know, face, well, it's Facebook. Facebook loves popping up. Just random ads. 
they target you with. Right. Oh, and they sucked me in a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was up here, actually, and looking at the Facebook, and there's this ad for a book, a book about Adam Duritz of the County Crows. <laughs> what was the title? What's the title of that book? Rain King. <laughs> See, I, I hit the button too soon. Did you say Rain King? I did. What does that have to do with anything? The, that, that's a dynamite song from their first oh, album. Oh. Dynamite as in you'd like to strap dynamite to it and blow it up? Is that what you mean? Is that what, you, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> okay, but all joking aside, Adam Duritz, lead singer of Counting Crows, who I've made fun of them. I said he couldn't sing. I, I likened it to if Bobcat Goldthwait, or Goldthwait, however you say it, was your lead singer. But was it interesting reading? Was it a good read? Well, I mean, do you want me to tell you now, or do you just want to wait till Christmas when I get you a copy of your own? <laughs> well, here's what I would say: is feel free to wait. <laughs> feel free to wait until Christmas. Yeah, because um, I mean, if you are going to get me a copy, I want it to be a surprise. So good to be back. Glad you got some reading done, Beaver. Beaver's yeah. here. I'm here. Most importantly, you are here. Appreciate you listening and being part of the show. We've got the live stream up and going. That uh, is back in full force. Some comments on Facebook. Ginger says, hey, hey. What up, Ginger? Uh, Danny is in Ringgold, Georgia, listening in on Facebook. He said, great to have you back. Greetings in Hale State from Ringgold, Georgia. Uh, Nathan said, get well soon. Homecoming queen. Yeah, I really do appreciate that. She's on the mend. She's, uh, she's, she's a tough one. She's tough, but... Uh, that, that really did a number on her. Glad to be back. And uh, first two texts out of the chute this week on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Number to text the show, 885-3776. So the text line is 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. Just text that number. I'll get it right here. Uh, Denzel texting the show. What up, Denzel? He says, out now in Walmart. Been putting them out for two weeks. You know what it is? You know what it is? Big old bags of candy corn. <laughs> it is. Hey, look. Somebody put the joke on uh, Facebook yesterday, and it said, it said, hey, look, it's July. It's 105 degrees outside. That means any day now, Walmart's going to put out the Christmas stuff. <laughs> They'll have the Christmas section out in a day or two. I'm sure it's already out at Cracker Barrel. J-Rock texts the show, says, Hey, Matt, I feel for Annabeth. I had a stone for the first time in my life. I did not know what was happening. I literally thought I was dying. I'm glad that she's better. Well, thank you so much, J-Rock. And listen, you're talking about tough, so you know how rough it is. Uh, Annabeth... Um, this was her 21st kidney stone in her life and the worst one. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, what else can you say? It's, it's terrible. Uh, Tommy, what's up? He says, well, 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 look who it is, everybody. It's Matt Wyatt. Yeah, glad to be here and feet on the ground here on Mississippi soil. Brandon texts the show. And what does he say here? He says, I'm the last person to start anything, but Beaver has been throwing you under the bus about you being gone. Just wanted you to know. Well, here's the thing about that. I, I would say rightfully so. 
Okay, I would just say rightfully so. And it's not over. We still have, you know, even before the month is up, we still have some, some travel stuff that we've got to do. And, and it's, like I told you at the beginning of the month, this is going to be one of these up and down deals. I'll be here. I'll be gone. I'll be here. I'll be gone. And, and then slowly ramping up to August, getting here. When we get back in August, school starts, football practice starts, and then it's just smooth sailing, normal, normal uh, schedule. I, I mean, normal as much as it can be. Daily schedule leading up to the start of football season and then through football season. But uh, So, look, if he's been giving me a hard time behind my back, then and what am I supposed to say? I mean, like, what? Well, let me tell you the actual truth. Okay. <laughs> because let's break down that text. Let's let's consider who the text is from, first of all. That's okay. Brando. All right, Brando, so, yeah. First part, I'm the last person to start anything. No, he is among the first. Okay, so he started, the, he prefaced this with a lie, basically, is what happened. Yeah, he all is right. among the first. He's yeah. not He's not the first, you know, the first person on the text line that'll just start things. So that's <laughs> a falsehood to begin with. Yeah. Uh. Beav has been throwing you under the bus about you being gone now. Many times in the past, when you would take off, of course I did. All right? The same way I would talk about Chris Brooks taking off so much back in the day. But no time in the last week has that actually happened because you've been on vacation. It's a summer vacation. It's a family vacation. You can't attack that. So, yeah. Every bit of that is uh, false from Brando. Okay. Well, Brando then texts, and he's like, oh, I did this on purpose. He says, I knew that would rev up his motor. Love y'all. See? See what I mean? Now, think about a person, Beaver, who instigates something like that, where he actually sees an opening from other people. Like, it didn't even involve him. It's just other people realizes, okay, Matt was out. And I'm going to say that Beaver said something behind his back. And I'm going to instigate this whole situation. Yeah. You know what those kind of people are? They're problems. And Brando is a big one. Brando is the kind of guy who, like, in high school was probably never in trouble. Okay? But was always observing everybody else and laughing at them because he was involved in starting something. That's a, mm-hmm. You know, we've all got those. We've all got those. <laughs> Brando, thanks for the text. All right. Uh, also, you can be a part of the show by calling, and I hope you'll uh, let me hear your voice. People get tired of just hearing my voice. Uh, I even get tired of it. I'm already tired of it, and we're 10 minutes into today's show. But you can call me, and I get to hear your voice, and everybody else can too. So call me on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson is your Kubota dealer. Kubota dealer they're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. in fact which means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divini so call me on the Divini phone the number 995-1059 got it if you're looking at the live stream it's on the bottom scrolling across 995-1059 call that number we'll talk text me on the country please and text line. we'll get into that Brandon says that we were spitting facts about high school that was him he was never in trouble he was just laughing at everybody else all the time usually behind whatever shenanigans uh, were going on. We, we have figured you out. All right, let me read this one to you because I do think it is appropriately something that, that we can sort of begin our conversation with today, and that is a text from QB1 having to do with uniforms. QB1 
QB1 says, did you hear that Mississippi State got new football uniforms? He says, I'm not sure if you heard that yet or saw them, but apparently they did. I don't know for sure, though. Can you confirm or deny hashtag sarcasm? Yeah, I saw it. All right, and let's let's sort of uh, frame this up for you. And they put this out last night. You know, the timing of it is, excuse me, the timing of it is is absolutely on purpose because today, here Tuesday, is day two of SEC Media Days in Nashville, and uh, you got states, coach, and players. So you got uh, Zach Arnett. You've got three Mississippi State players, two on offense, one on defense. So you got Will Rogers, Woody Marks, and you got Jaden Crumity. Defensive linemen. They're there today in their suits and ties walking around doing interviews and, and all that. And they may be on TV here in a little bit. We'll, if they are, I'll check in. We'll just kind of you know, do a little live look in on the TV broadcast and, um, and see what we come up with uh, if they talk to them. Now, they are, they are scheduled. States players and Zach Arnett are scheduled to be at podiums and doing interviews later this afternoon. Like I think today it started with Georgia and then Auburn. And then uh, state and or or maybe it started with Vandy. I don't know. I think Vandy maybe went first this morning. So four teams, and then um, yeah, Zach Arnett. So like he's gonna Coach Arnett's gonna start doing TV interview stuff at around two o'clock or so Central Time, around three o'clock or so Eastern, and it's all according to when they get there and that kind of thing. They're already doing some of that stuff now, and. Uh, so we'll check in. If they pop them up on TV, we'll take a look at it. But all of that stuff, because of television, is available to us either live or on demand. So we'll check into that. But again, the reason I'm mentioning that, today, day two, SEC Media Day. So last night, uh, uh, less than 24 hours ahead of Zach Arnett and State's players making their way through the media rounds, State decided to go ahead and release the images of the football uniforms. They're going to have a little bit of a tweak that they're going to wear this year. And, uh, yeah, I saw them. And so, for those that haven't seen it, the tweak to the uniforms is, yeah, the the new state script on the side of the helmet. Uh, and I really like it. You know, they wore it last year once, twice, a couple times. Uh, I don't know. Once, twice, three times a lady. Shout out. Lionel Richie. <laughs> but anyhow, they, they wore it a couple times last year. really liked it. And it... I think I, I have not researched the exact ori- origins of that particular logo. I think it goes back to baseball initially. I think that's right. I do know that in terms of like if you were to go back four, five, six years ago, the only place you could find that big state script with the underscore um, prominently displayed somewhere was at Duty Noble, like in the clubhouse and in the locker room and stuff in some of the recruiting areas. Um, well, then it obviously made its way to other things. And as soon as it, that's a particular logo and, and insignia that as soon as it um, sort of made its way out into the public a little more, it just is, it kind of grew very popular. And then you had some retailers that once they found out that there was going to be an alternate helmet last year with that on there, then there began to be, and this is how it works, from the university and from their copyright and trademarks, I guess trademarks would be the word, they begin to put a few items out in stores with that particular logo on it. And the stuff just sold like crazy. 
anywhere that was carrying stuff with that state script, whether it's a hat or a shirt or a golf bag or, you know, a putter cover or whatever it is at the golf course, that stuff was just selling up. You knew people liked it. Great response to it last year. And so that's what they're going to wear this year on the side of the helmet in place of the M State banner logo, which you all know what that is. Now, I, I will say that there are probably some people listening who last night when it came out, I put out a quick commentary video on Facebook and Twitter just as I saw it, some thoughts, initial reaction. You probably have already seen that, so some of this may be a little bit of a repeat for you if you watched it, but my opinion is I like it very much. I like a change. I have felt like for years, like a lot of people have, that there needed to be some sort of change. You know, from time to time on this show over the last five years, we've gotten into the logo discussion as it related to Mississippi State. And, you know, I've been open about it. It's not like it's a game changer either way for me in terms of fandom or whatever or wearing stuff. I wear it. You know, I, I don't buy stuff. I you know, A lot of times I have it given to me, which I'm really thankful for. But, you know, the M-State banner stuff that was always prompt for, for 10, 15 years now, prominently on the side of the helmet. Before that, the old block M-State that was just awful, just awful that they went to on the side of the helmets and on the water towers and stuff. Um, at the end of the Coach Cheryl deal, when Coach Croom came in, they went to the you know white helmet with the old block M-State. It's just a horrible logo, terrible decision there. And they tried to fix it up in 2009 when Mullen came in and Byrne was the AD and they wanted to sort of uniform across the board, like all the apparel, all the shirts that were out there, make sure it's the same color maroon, it said all these variations, and have the, the same logo and everything and make this big transition to a little bit more of a modern logo type thing. But they had several versions, the Bulldog, you know, deal, but and the new modern M-State, which you've had on the helmet. And it still is something that, you always felt like it was obligatory. It was you were obligated to put it on the helmet. You were obligated to hang on to it. There was somebody behind the scenes that just believed so much that that was the thing, that that's the logo, and that's what we had. But it's not really brandable. For whatever reason, that thing is not really brandable. It doesn't catch on. It never, it never was, it never became glue. And there were some, I think, maybe some hard-headed people behind it were like, well, we have invested all this money in branding this thing and redoing it. we got to stick to it and give it a chance. Well, look, you gave it a chance. More than 10 years of a chance for it to stick, and it just never stuck. People don't like it. Again, if they bought a shirt or a hat with that on there, it was more obligatory than anything else. And as soon as the last couple of years you started wearing alternate logos and alternate helmets, as soon as you did it, People loved it because it was something different. The Flying M, the Pirate logo, the throwback to the uh, uh, dousing uniforms with MS just on the side. You know, the and of course the state script that they put on there last year, which people really loved. It looked good. Players love it. And so, like I said in the video I did last night, my hat is really off to the decision makers to go ahead and do it. To sort of recognize, hey, we got to do something. Like, this thing has run its course. People don't like it. Any, any retailer, anywhere that's selling shirts and hats, okay, and gear, without fail over the last year, you could put a sales rack here with M-State banner stuff on it, 
and a sales rack here next to it with the state script on it, and they'd sell the state script stuff out. And they never sell out the other stuff. So it's just a fresh change. It's really needed. I'm happy that they're they're doing it. Now, they kept the in the jersey change. I didn't pay as close attention to that as I did the helmet. But they kept that, like, right here, a little, a little one. But the state's going to be on the side of the helmet. And I like it. It is a much more recognizable type of logo. It is a much more brandable logo as in comparison with other logos and other schools that are out there. It is. It has several elements to it in that it's not only visual, but it's also verbal, meaning it's visual state script, but it's ver verbal state, right? When you look at the other one, what is it? It's sort of visual, but it's convoluted because there's so much there. There's an M, there's a banner, there's a word. So you have these three elements. But like, what would you say verbally about it? We're calling it the the banner M or the M banner. We can't even say state because people don't even recognize that's what the word is unless they look really closely. So the elements of design are there with this. They weren't with the other. This is much more brandable. Now don't get me started on the baseball logo because this is the best thing you have hands down by far. <laughs> but I understand if you want to keep that for just baseball. So thanks for the question. More text coming your way next from Beer Slayer, Doggone, David and Madison. More of that, and we'll jump over and see what's going on at SEC Media Days. Day two of it right now, going on as we speak. I'm just getting started with you here in the Bureau on this Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. Stick around. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. I'm here, Beavers here. Thank goodness you're here. Appreciate you tuning in. Just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Still got a little up and down to do in terms of uh, schedule goes for the remainder of July. But hopefully here with you for the remainder of the week. And then I'll uh, be joining in with you here on the radio next week from Parts Unknown. More on that coming up. And then we get into, um, in a couple of weeks, the first week of August, you know, we'll have football practice going. School will be getting started back and everything will kind of get in get in high gear. And we'll be, we already are, but certainly you get to the first week of August, you're really close to the beginning of high school football, which I'm really excited about this year. And uh, some stuff on the the creative slate to do with high school football this year. So really looking forward to that. All right, over the text line, country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Walk in there and say, country pleasing, please. 885-3776, the number to text. Beer Slayer texts the show. He says, welcome back, Matt. Glad you had a good vacation. Hope homecoming queen feels better. Do you think, and thank you very much. Thank you very much, Beer Slayer. She's on the mend. She's got a little, little ways to go. It, it really packed a punch. Um, it is a rough, rough last 48 hours. But she's uh, on the mend. 
Beer Slayer said, do you think Zach Arnett will take a shot today at TSUN like Thunder Dan did? <laughs> well, you know, matter of factly, I don't think he will just because that has not been his MO so far. Uh, I mean, if he does, he does, but I don't think he will. I, I wonder how you feel about this. Um, I, I don't think this is chalked up to any particular individual. I just think that the, the shift and like change that's been happening in college sports and in college football in particular it is helping to what's the right word soften some of the edge in some of these rivalries and stuff does that make sense like i think if you went back 10 years ago maybe there was a an edginess to the rivalry certainly you had dan mullen taking shots and all that kind of stuff and, and he did instigate a lot of that but you know, you also had the edginess on the recruiting trail because you were still under NCAA rule and it was still inducements were against the rules and you could get caught and then Ole Miss did get caught and it's like probation and losing scholarships and there was all this, there was all these recruiting battles and stuff and what's happened, right, is the last couple of years, transfer portal opens up, players coming in and out, players going from one school to the other, um, you know, it's new starters and new backups each year because of transfer and our players go and some come in and so people have kind of let go of the edge for that reason and then the nil deal where recruiting is primarily what these days it's hey what can either you do uncover some gem out here and you get him for a year or two until he realizes he should have been a five star and now he starts demanding money either himself or an agent, or on the front end, hey, we need a four-star pass rusher either out of the portal or in high school. Let's pile up some money and go out here and recruit one. Uh, and it's inducements, but that's what it is. They call it NIL. We all recognize that. Anybody with a brain recognizes it as such. And so that has also, I think, softened the edge on the rivalry a little bit. It's like, hey, you know, more power to them. You want to beat them when you play them. Other than that, so what? You know, they do their thing. We do ours. It's a whole different era. I, I really do believe there's some of that dynamic out there right now. And and I think so for that reason. A lot of the just the overall atmosphere in college football has changed. And you're just not going to have coaches, you know, out here stoking some rivalry and making comments and all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's what I think. We'll see. Doggone says on the country pleasing text line, Matt, I would have thought Arnett and the players would have paid tribute to Leach by not wearing a tie. Yeah, maybe, you know, uh, I guess I saw that uh, Greg Sankey mentioned that yesterday. So on that note, doggone, so I mentioned Sankey here. Um, let me give you this. This is, this is Greg Sankey yesterday, day one of SEC Media Day's, and his tribute to Mike Leach. Last year in Atlanta, one of my backstage conversations was about the uselessness of neckties. It was a conversation that went much longer than I anticipated and ended in the rhetorical question of why neckties survive but powder wigs went away. That conversation was with Mike Leach, and today I'm without a tie, just to honor Mike's memory. You know, we lost Mike in December, a person important, not simply to the Southeastern Conference. We only had him for a few seasons, but to all of college football. He was fascinating. 
and impacted the lives of thousands of people across the college football spectrum and across his life. He provided wedding advice, advice, evaluated Halloween candy, and if you ended up in a phone call talking about history, you had better have scheduled a great deal of time as he recited his historical knowledge. He also observed the world from a perspective that made you think, and often made you laugh, and sometimes made you just perplexed. And it's important that we remember people who've contributed be it for the short term or the long term to this wonderful conference. And we're going to miss Mike, but he's not going to be forgotten. So there you go, the comments from Greg Sankey yesterday uh, at the podium about Mike Leach. You know, uh, to your point, doggone, you know, he did it. You'd think Arnett and the players wouldn't wear a tie. You know, I don't know. Who cares? They're football players, and they get all dressed up for this thing once a year. It's great and everything. My deal is... And, and I honestly believe that Mike Leach would agree with this. Is it, you know, do your thing. You want to wear a tie? Fine. It's, it's yours. Nobody can say anything to you for wearing a tie for the same reasons if I don't want to wear one, I'm not. You know, you don't bother me about not wearing it. I'm not going to bother you about wearing it. But I might question wearing <laughs> why we wear it. And the other thing is, I think he would agree with this. Mike Leach would probably agree with this, too. Is don't not wear a tie to honor him. No, don't put the tie on because it makes no sense. It has no purpose. There's no purpose in the tie. It's like these guys sitting up there. <laughs> it's dressing up. Okay, that's what it is. It's playing dress up. It's for looks. Okay, but it doesn't serve a purpose. Period. End of story. There's no purpose that a necktie serves other than, I don't know, you could say that it, it adds to the to the formality of of your of a of what you're wearing or an event or the look, but otherwise it's it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. It's just it's dumb. If somebody goes, "Why are you wearing that?" You say, "Well, I like the way it looks," but that's the only thing you could say because you couldn't say, "Well, it's holding my shirt together," or "It does this," or "It does that." It does not have a purpose. Period. End of story. So I think Coach Leach would say, "The reason not to wear a tie is because it serves no purpose whatsoever." Which I've always agreed with that also. What do you think? Will comment on YouTube. We got it streaming back on YouTube again. Will says, Matt, glad to see you back streaming on YouTube. Gave us a hail state. Thanks for the comment, Will. Yeah, if y'all want to stream it, watch the show, you can. It's on YouTube, Facebook, streaming live on Twitter. And on Facebook, YouTube, you can comment there. Get your questions in or comments or anything like that. Uh, get them on in here. All right, this is interesting too. David in Madison texts the show. On the country, please, and text line. He says he was listening to Chuck Oliver show, which comes on before this show on uh, The Zone. He said that he interviewed Coach Arnett and that Coach indicated that Will Rogers will not be under center nearly as much as people think. David said he actually said that he hadn't noticed him under center very much thus far. Your thoughts on that? Well, here's a couple of thoughts for you. I think there's absolutely some truth in that. Okay, absolutely some truth in that, in that, you know, the idea was, oh, well, he's going to be under center a bunch because it's a new offense that's going to be more run-based. But no, 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 no. I mean, go watch the offenses that Kevin Barbet has run at previous stops. Central Michigan, App State, a ton of shotgun, mostly shotgun, and a lot of that pistol formation where you're in the shotgun but the back's behind you, and you're running your run game off of that. You know, maybe a few times they put him under center. But the other thing is, 
You know, he's a fourth-year player, a fourth-year starter, who in the previous three years has spent his entire career in the shotgun catching the snap and not having to turn his back to the defense. And why would you come in here as an offensive coordinator thinking you're going to snap your fingers, make him do that for any reason whatsoever, and him not have an adjustment? And why would you want him to adjust? It, you know, if unless it's just the occasional you know, power play on a goal line or short yardage or just a change-up, you know, two, three times a ball game. That, that's what I think. The other thing is, David, why would Zach Arnett or any coach from a scheme and formation standpoint go out here and confirm anything when he could not confirm anything and just make sure that no future opponent, like the first-week opponent, is not going to get any sort of clue. Like, don't give any clues when you've had a coaching change. Barbay's coming in to run a new offense. Yeah. Well, if you're – who are they playing first? Southeast Louisiana. If you're a defensive coach at Southeast Louisiana, what film are you going to study? Right? Because you're pretty sure – I mean, this quarterback it was pretty successful in the, in the old air raid. Surely they're going to incorporate some of that. Well, how much? Well, we don't know. You just make sure that you don't make any comments and give away any sort of anything schematically before that first game and use a coaching change to your advantage. And I think that's what they're going to do. All right, look, uh, more comments from Media Days, which is day two today, coming up. We'll come back, hit the phone lines. We'll see who wants to talk on the phone. We'll hit some more of your text messages and keep it rolling here. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, here we go. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. That's what I have. That's what I have hooked up to my handy-dandy iPhone 12 Pro Max. C Spire, number one network. Speaking of phones... Over to the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. On line one, Shane, hanging on patiently. Thanks for waiting, Shane. What's up? Hey, man. How you doing today? Just right. Thanks for calling. Uh, the tie thing, it's interesting to me. It's my understanding that in back in the day of the powdered wig or whatever, they wore ties to keep food and such wine off their really expensive silk shirts. Really? Over time. It also, it was like a, so it was like a bib. More than, huh? So it was kind of like yeah. a bib almost. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the older type ties, they're not thin like ours. They're just they kind of like a, like a bib. <laughs> and then I guess over time it morphed into a, uh, you know, more of a social yeah. clothing thing. And okay. silk ties are so expensive now, but... I, I always thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. Because a lot of folks, you know, if you're in the military especially, you'll you'll tuck your tie or flip it over your shoulder or something. Right. 
you're trying not to get food on it, but the original purpose was to get food on it, according to what you're saying. Well, and my, I may be wrong on this too, Shane, but my impression always was that too, a lot of shirts, okay, they would be open. They didn't necessarily have buttons all the way up or a button at the top, right? And so like the bow tie, well, it came from, you know, tying your shirt up around your neck and tying it in a little bow and it hold your shirt up around your neck for something formal if you were wearing a jacket. It had a purpose of holding your shirt up, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. but I'm with you. They have no purpose whatsoever now. So. None. Yeah, none. I mean, we put a... It's just interesting to me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, Shane. I mean, it is what it is. Do they look nice? Sure. I mean, that's what we're used to in terms of fashion or whatever. I just look at everybody goes and buys one and some people paying lots paying of money lots of- for it throw it on a tie and you think do they ever stop to think to themselves why am i putting this on <laughs> what is this for <laughs> and and there's something to a fault to a fault there's something about me that wants to know the purpose of something if i'm going to be involved in it if it doesn't have a what i feel like is you know a decent purpose I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't be involved in it. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. Joe on the uh, text line, on the country pleasing text line, Joe Mailman says, he says, uh, a bear I liked. You got to say any of these state logos look better than a land shark. Joe, what are you saying there? The, the, the wording, the phrasing and the wording, Joe, in your text, I can't get what you're trying to get out of me. You said, a bear I liked. You got to say, any of these state logos look better than a land shark? Question mark. See, I don't understand what you're getting at. Got to rephrase it. I'm, I, maybe I'm a dummy, Joe, but you got to rephrase it so I know how to answer it. White Denzel reminding us that the state script that they're going to go to on the helmets goes back to baseball. 1959 was the first year that we wore it, according to HailStateUnis.com. All right. Bill in Madison. What's up, Bill? He says, ties originated by mercenaries in the Balkans hundreds of years ago as a form of intimidation. (laughs) What? That can't be true. Did you just type that up just trying to get me to say something dumb on the radio, Bill? Because I think you just accomplished that. (laughs) form of intimidation it ain't intimidating guys whose shirts are flying open because they didn't have a button (laughs) it's like a i mean we're approaching a monty python skit plot here j-rock texts the show and he says why do people wear sports jackets in the summertime makes no sense to me either yeah now here's one thing i would say about that j-rock Sports coat in the summertime. One thing is because if you have on a white shirt and you're sweating, you have sweat through that shirt. And that could also include the underarms. <laughs> and nobody wants to look at that. And if you have to step in front of somebody, maybe you throw that on for just a few minutes and then take it right back off. Uh, we did, the, we did the, uh, the family picture at the beach thing last week. Let me tell Beaver this, by the way. Let me, let me tell this to Beaver. Beaver! Tell it to me. You ever take part in that, uh, you know, family picture at the beach with the ocean in the background thing that a lot of us do? You ever take part in that? No, we never made a lot of beach trips. Not a lot of beach trips? Okay. All right. Well, um, 
We did that. And everybody wore white shirts, and so I had like a white dress shirt. And But the thing is, I'm the family photographer for stuff like that also. Well, within about 10 minutes, I'd sweat through my white shirt. <laughs> so like in the family pictures, it's like everybody's looking pretty, and their hair's nice, and they get these nice... This white shirt, and then here's this one guy who's obviously sweat right through his shirt, <laughs> and that was me. But thank goodness for Photoshop for stuff like that. You can fix just about anything uh, in Photoshop. Now, Bill says that he is serious, that ties originated by mercenaries in the Balkans hundreds of years ago as a form of intimidation. Well, see, there's just another example of why it's dumb that we're putting them on in Mississippi. In 2023, can't explain it. Oh well, this is a formal event. You got this is a black tie event. No, it ain't. Not for me. It's not <laughs> wrong. Now I, I talk a big game until either my lovely wife or my precious daughter tell me, either Matt or Daddy, put on a tie. You're gonna have to put. Then I'll do it for them. They're the only ones I'll do it for. Really. Oh, by the way, speaking of my lovely daughter, today is Mary Liddy's 12th birthday. Yep, 12 years old today. And it's just another reason why I have begun in recent years to, to not attend more and more of these SEC Media Day events because a lot of times, most years, they are scheduled covering up her birthday and I made the mistake the serious serious mistake a couple of times not many but a couple of times when she was younger of not actually being there in her presence and with her on her birthday I showed up a day or two or even three later because I was going to that stupid SEC media days and calling it work it ain't work it's a big media convention where they network and they pal around and eat free food and pretend that it's work. It ain't work. We ain't nailing up shingles. And I should have been with my daughter on all of her birthdays, whether SEC Media Day is going on or not. Those are the facts. And that's the way the facts will continue to <laughs> play out going forward, if you ask me. All right, so get them in here. Get your texts in. Feel free. You can comment on the live stream. Hey to everybody who's watching. I saw some of the comments pop in. Uh, Tad's on Facebook. He said he misses us when we're gone here on the show. Glad you're tuning in. Thanks. Uh, Dane commented. He said boycott ties. And when I said, you know, to a fault, I'm like, if it don't have a purpose, I, should I do this? And he said it's a good fault to have. I, I guess so, you know, as good as faults can be sometimes. That's one of mine. I got some other ones that aren't as lovely. That's just the truth. <laughs> um, but also, the, let me remind you, the phone line, wide open to you. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It is 995-1059, 601 number, 995-1059. Coming up in hour two, here's, a, here's what we're going to do. I want to listen to a couple of things that happened at Media Days yesterday. One is, just for fun, we're going to listen to a comment from Jimbo Fisher. Okay. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go down there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.com, and you got dents on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy. We're, we're going to listen to, we're going to listen to Jimbo, a comment from Jimbo. Uh, really about the only interesting thing in terms of 
you know, subject matter that I felt like came out of yesterday. I couldn't follow all of it, admittedly. We had a little thing going on, but um, was Jimbo Fisher talking about hiring Bobby Petrino and who's going to call plays, Petrino or himself? And in one soundbite, Jimbo contradicted himself from start of the comment to the end. He started off by saying, well, you know, I'm not going to get into that. And then he proceeded for the next minute to get into (laughs) I'm not going to, but then he does. But uh, we're going to hear a comment from him. But also... There are some. There were some meaningful comments from Greg Sankey, commissioner of the SEC, in his you know opening spiel that I thought were pretty telling about all this name, image, and likeness stuff. And you and I have followed it here on the show. You know, given opinions, those kinds of things. It's not going to change. It's a fact of life, not going away. It's a matter of adjusting to it in a certain way, but but also you know kind of getting a grasp on it in a certain way. And these were some clues that Greg Sankey dropped. And you have to understand, Greg Sankey is really one of, but really maybe even be the most powerful figure in all of college sports right now. He's the commissioner of the most powerful conference, the most wealthy conference, all that kind of stuff. He wields the biggest stick. Well, when, when he dropped some clues, I think it's, worthy of paying attention to and we're going to come back and take a listen to some of that in hour two also i also have a thought about predictions and there's a lot of that out there right now it being sec media days and somebody asked me today on twitter for my prediction and i didn't give them one because i'm not making any and i'll tell you why in hour two that's all coming up your texts all of that hour one in the books in the bureau the farm bureau insurance studio farm bureau go with the home team stick around 